Blog Talk Radio. It is that time of year again, ladies and gentlemen, where it's time to separate contenders from pretenders. It is time to see what team in NAFA makes the biggest splash of all. In the next two hours, join us for our annual trade deadline show. And it should be fun as always, but there's really only one thing I want to start the show with right now. Shall we begin? (laughs) Yes, we shall begin. Welcome to another edition of the NAFA Trade Deadline Show 2021-2022. I almost can't believe I'm saying 2022 at this point. It's unbelievable how long we've been doing this league and how long we've been doing this show. I believe it may have started out in 2009, I, I, I want to say, maybe 2008. I, you know, I'm getting old, so quite honestly, I, I don't always remember. But want to thank you for joining us, and we are here for the next couple of hours. And if you're listening here um, on the What's Brewing Network, I want to give a shout-out to George, uh, my buddy, for letting us use this platform as always. We really appreciate it. And it really gives us a, a way of taking calls and, you know, getting together um, as, you know, as, as, a, as a league. So, you know, so far, you know, this year feels a little bit more normal. Last year, of course, was, was a very interesting and weird deadline. 2020, we didn't have one. Hope everyone out there is doing well. Hopefully everybody's safe and hopefully everybody's healthy. I mean, that is always the most important thing. So how we're going to go here over the next two hours is a little monologue here. We're just going to talk about the state of the league. We're going to bring Frank on. And then if you're listening in, if you're calling in, please hang on the line. We will bring you on for sure. So I'm going to try to stick to a pecking order. Before we begin, I have to get this out of the way, and it's not even NAFA related. But ladies and gentlemen, it is hockey related. And I'm going to tell you why this needs to be played. Okay. The reason why a lot of you know, I've been a long suffering Sabre fan forever. And I must do this, and I'm sorry, guys, before we begin. I have to give one last time on our show, for the very, very last time, as he ends his 51st season as the play-by-play man of the Buffalo Sabres. I must play one soundbite, and it's out of my system, and then we move on. Stolen away and cleared out to center ice to Pummonville. Pummonville into Ottawa territory. Pummonville goes around Albertson, cuts in for scores! Jason Pummonville, short-handed. Oh, now do you believe? Now do you believe? These guys are good, scary good, and they are going to either Carolina or New Jersey. The Buffalo Sabres knock off the Senators in overtime. Buffalo. Who will be the big scorer tonight in NAFA? We shall find out. Thanks for putting up with me for that last minute. So what we're going to do here on the show, trades come through. Hopefully we had a 
really of a de- we've had some great deadlines over the years. Last year was kind of a tough one. How it's going to work is when we see a trade comes in. That's our breaking news sound that we've had here for years. So we will certainly break that out as stuff comes in. What we're going to do, you know, just looking over the league, it's just, um, it's unbelievable. I feel like when I first got into this league, I felt like there were a few teams at the top that were just incredible. And then you had, you know, some owners in the middle, then you had some bottom feeders like myself. Right. But I feel like now when, looking at this league, there are so many teams that could win the Boyer now. Now, obviously, if we look at this season so far, I believe Frank Sr. in Las Vegas just looks like the cream of the crop right now. They have the most lethal team. When you have Kale McCarr, Austin Matthews, and the Bull, Leon Dreisaitl leading your team, that's going to be a very, very, very tall order for any of us. As I found out with the, I think he beat me by 20 last time we played. I don't even remember. But be as it may, besides that, there's, there's a lot of really, really good teams. And also, before we begin the new tradition, I want to officially congratulate Doug for winning his first Boyer last season over Calgary. Uh, Doug rolled through the playoffs, had a, had a great team last year. Everything was clicking on all cylinders. So, you know, Doug is still the defending champion. He's still in the mix. So until he is beaten, he is, he is the defending champion. So just wanted to officially send the congrats on the show. For, for Doug's awesome season and also the Johnny making the finals. That was a great run for Johnny and Johnny's right back at it again. He's having a great season. So hopefully we'll hear from him later. And anyway, we do have a trade to report, but before we do that, I would like to bring in our guest, ladies and gentlemen, the man that makes it run behind the scenes. I mean, there's a couple of us that do, but he, he the tireless work he puts in is never underappreciated. His enthusiasm for NAFA is second to none. Ladies and gentlemen, you know him. It's Frank Hikowitz, ladies and gentlemen. You are on the show, I think. Are you on? Hear me? Frank, are you Frank, are you with me? I think I'm with you. Am I with oh, you? Oh, there we go. I can hear you. Okay. Sorry. I'm, the switchboard changed here a little bit. It's a little bit different than usual, so I'm trying to trying to work out the kinks. How's it going? It's going. You know, working the phones, watching the games. Nice, Praying nice. Very late San Jose goal <laughs> in that 8 okay. game that's going on right now. But, uh, yep. And uh, by the way, before we get started, let's let's do the first one tonight, Frank. Love we that do sound, have a trade. Yeah, I, I figured you would. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a trade between Orlando and San Diego that came through. Orlando gets... My old buddy, Neil Pionk, and San Diego's 7th for Cam Fowler and L.A.'s 11th. I mean, a minor deal, but listen, you know, you need those back, you need those depth defensemen, you need, uh, you know, in case of injury or if you get those four, you know, those weeks where you got four games and you're playing bad teams. So, interesting deal. Not not a huge one, but nonetheless, it's a trade. Yep. Uh, you know, I think so far it's been very, very quiet. I don't know if we're going to get too much. I think maybe there was a lot of trades during, uh, earlier in the season, but, um, I can't, I was working on scores before I came on. I can give you an update on everything prior to the the Boston, uh, Columbus game going final. 
Um, so this is everything except for the Boston-Columbus game, the Nashville Sharks game, and the Calgary-Colorado game. Okay. So Orlando is up 6-1 to minus one on Delaware. Uh, Las Vegas is up 4-2 on Long Island. Mm-hmm. Peterborough up 6-4 to four on San Francisco. Ooh. Uh, Kelowna is up 1-1 one to minus one on Atlantic City. Ooh. Um, Calgary is up 8-4 to four on Nashville. Wow, that's a big that's a big game right there. Two of the best teams in the league right there. That was definitely the the game of the week without a doubt. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. Yep. Um Jacksonville up five to three, but if San Jose doesn't score a goal, that's gonna change. Ooh, so you precariously um, you have a precarious yes. <laughs> two wheel there. I figured you liked that word. So <laughs> Yes, definitely. Uh six to nothing San Antonio over Los Angeles. And San Diego seven to two lead on um, Allentown. Allentown, yes, our our division just continues to get really, really tight. I mean, it already is. It's just it may just get even tighter after tonight. Top five in our conference is mm-hmm. it's it's been ridiculous all season. It sure um, has. You have Calgary, Jacksonville, Nashville, San Diego, San Antonio, and nobody wants to lose. Although Calgary playing Nashville this week, one of those two will. And um, unless uh, something happens with uh, McKinnon, um, it looks like I might lose this week too. So. Yeah, I mean, if everything holds, you know, in the Bates Conference, it would be Johnny with 26 points. Uh, Dan would go up to second with 24. No, no, no. Those are all. Oh, oh, you're right. I'm sorry. So you're saying if Johnny wins, he'll have 24. Uh, Teddy will have 22. Dan will have 22. I'll have 21. And you will have. Will you have 21 or are you going to have 22? It depends on on if Saros finishes off the shutout. Mm hmm. That would that would tie us in Landeskog's goal. Landeskog has one already tonight. Would put Philadelphia in the mm-hmm. lead over me, so okay. that would push me in the loss category. Gotcha. So yeah, that would put me okay. down to twenty points. Gotcha. Okay, and, and then uh, I would, you know, like... I would play Nashville next week. So okay. And then the other conference, uh, Las Vegas, would has already clinched the bye. Would be up five points on Peterborough with six to go for the conference championship. Uh, Peterborough with 22, Orlando with 18, Kelowna with 16, Long Island with uh, 15, San Francisco 13, Delaware 10, Atlantic City 10. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. So, I mean, yeah. there's just a lot so, going on there. In the, in the Peakwood Junior Conference, it's a little more straightforward at the top with your, your father – as a commanding lead, could be five points over over uh, Bates. You know, Bates is always there, always lurking in the shadows. We, we know he he can always be a big player. So keep an eye on that. Doug is still in there, and you know there there is a, a smorgasbord of teams there in the middle. So the battle for twelfth will be very interesting as well. I mean, you know, you got to you got to get in the dance to win, right? I mean, you can sneak in as a twelve, and if you got the right matchups, you, you know, you just never know in this league. I mean. I look at some of the teams in that nine to twelve mix, and I don't know about you, Frank, but I don't I don't feel like it's as weak as it used to be. I feel like those teams are are much more sound. 
than they used to be. You know, formidable teams that could bite you if you're not careful. Yeah, I definitely agree. I mean, like I've always said, and we've discussed it before, um, just get in and get hot. I mean, there's 12 teams that make it. If you can get on a, a run and, and you know, get hot, you know, anybody, anybody can win it. So, um, you know, maybe, would you like to go maybe into the, the couple of new rules that we just sent out? or Yeah, absolutely. That was something I was going to pivot to and just, you know, you're – We'll call this your state of the union, so to speak. We do this all the time. We started this with Tommy. So, you know, if you want to go over some things that have been implemented, and the floor is yours. Okay. So the the newest rules, well, first just to touch on it, the uh, one we put on in the off season, adding another um, lineup spot to the lineups for next year with the extra backup wing. Um, I think that's going to be a lot more fun. It's going to be a lot tougher to manage rosters and uh it'll also increase the competition a little more and um so that should be fun and then uh it changing the rfa situation i think a lot of guys love the rfa situation and um you know we want to add to it a little bit but not take away from from the number of players going to the draft so adding the option now this is something that's going to start at the beginning of next season, so it will not take it will not affect this summer's RFA. This summer's RFA is the same as last year. The new rules don't co- don't come into effect until the end of next season. Um, being able to use two RFAs and one taxi call up, or one RFA and two taxi call ups. Also, being able to, um, if you have two RFAs, you are allowed to buy two RFAs. So that adds a different level of uh, intrigue as well. Um, adding an extra roster spot uh, of, of for because of the fact that we used another lineup spot, we're giving another roster spot on top of that just to uh, to add to the bench a little bit. Okay. And um, and then with the RFAs, just adding a little bit more. Uh, to the bottom of the compensation levels, so that um, you know, to so that there's not an equality of somebody that say has been in the lineup seven or eight times, ends up with a six or seven not for quotient, is not the same level as somebody picking somebody up at the end of the year and throwing them into RFA, and would still okay. get a third round compensation. So now we have the bottom is the, the four and the, and the five level, fourth round draft pick, fifth round draft pick, um, you know, being able to do that, it, uh, it'll it open up a little bit more on the RFA as well. So that's the update gotcha. there. And, uh, okay. And there we go. Excellent. So there we go. So it should be, you know, more good changes. And I feel like, uh, would you agree? I feel like the league's in a pretty good place right now and, you know, yeah. again, I, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. No, no, go for it. Yeah, I think, uh, I mean, the competition has been pretty good this year. I mean, the uh, the lines, lineups have been pretty good. Um, the games have been, have been great. And, um, you know, it's going to be an interesting last three weeks here. I still think a lot, a lot of things can change down the stretch. Maybe not so much as far as um, you know, the, well, the bottom half 
trying to figure out who's going to get that 12 spot, but even the positioning, who's going to get the buys, who's going to be the top team that has to play in the first round as the five seed playing the 12, will there be any upset, upsets in the, um, in the playoffs? That's mm-hmm. going to be a, it's going to be a good look. Absolutely. Absolutely is. So, yeah, so we're off and running here, guys. We are about 15 minutes in, and I, I know we've had a caller waiting for a while. It's a 917 area code, and forgive me if I don't know the numbers. You guys, I know some of your numbers, of course, based on area codes, but when we get to the 917s in New York and stuff like that, or even Pennsylvania. My guess is Johnny. I mean, Johnny. Oh, all right. I should that's, know that's, this. That's, that's my guess. But, that's my guess. Yeah, it, it, it could very well be, so – let, let's uh, let's bring on this other nine one seven guest. Thanks for waiting for a while. You're on. Okay. Hello. Hey. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. Frank got it right. It was me. <laughs> there he is, ladies and gentlemen. Barry Lamar Bonds, Jason Blake, Johnny Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> I always remember those old submissions. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm going to start off with, with something quick, and Frank already heard it. I'm actually going to relate Barry Bonds to my uh, season t- uh, from last year. Okay. I, and what happened here, because after Bonds finally made it to the World Series, they were flying after they lost, and you know, his wife was like, you should be happy. And he's like, what are you talking about? You're like, you never said you want to win the World Series. You said you just want to play in it. She's like, you did that. So then I thought about it. I'm like, my goal last season was to make the finals. I made the finals. So the hockey gods looked at me and like, you know what? You never said anything about winning. You said you just want to be in the finals. So you got your win. Yep. I was like, that's just dirty. Yep. I remember when Bonds made that World Series. I still still think that ball is traveling. He hit off Troy Percival in the World Series that year. So I, I, I still yeah. remember that. So, <laughs> But anyway. Yeah. And then How's I everything going? Everything's going good, and I would say so far for this season, I pretty much uh, like the way my season's been going. I haven't done a lot of moves, but I I think I've made two good trades that I think are going to pay off for me. Uh, The Kreider, I think, was the big one. Of course, the unexpected one, Kempe is is right now overperforming. So I'm like, it was just a thing. I'm like, well, I really haven't done anything. And normally with Brian, like you said, you're like, oh, I'm going to reach out to you. You're going to make a trade. You've got to get you active. So, and it happened, and it's just one of those things that just happened. But, see, yep. I know how this league works, and I think about a few years. Well, it's been more than a few years. Like one time when I, when I had uh, um, Igingla and um, Shaw, and I decided yep. to trade them. To, and then as soon as I traded them, they took off, and I'm like, you know what? If you guys were to play like that, before that, I probably mm-hmm. could have won the cup that year, but no, you couldn't do anything until I traded you. So I'm like, it's just one of those things. I'm like, yeah, everything always seems to come back full circle. So It sure and does. Then, uh, yeah. And then one other thing, and, uh, and me and Frank talked about this. I'm like, I have no problems with the extra position. I still think the one thing I didn't like, I thought what should have been the extra position, it shouldn't have been the wing, it should have been – whether or not you want to put put a center or defenseman, I think it should have just been open. But I'm sort not, of like a was, flex in a football league that you have. Like uh, a, yeah, kind of like that. Yeah. Okay. 
Yeah, and, and you can actually, like, we talked about it, but I'm like, you know what, as long as we were able to give feedback, I'm one of those, I may not always agree with a change, but I'm like, if, mm-hmm. if most of the owners, if not all the owners have given their feedback and that was the final ruling, I'm like, you know, I may not like it. I can, uh, I have no problems go, going along with it. The only time I would have an issue is when there's like a change and no one was really consult, consulted, like it was just like, I know, and I know it's not completely like that. I'm just saying I know, like, because I know Frank, he reaches out to people no, no matter what. But sometimes I think with some things, I'm like, maybe it should be more of a vote than just, like, saying, um, well, the, um, the front office got together and, like, this is the change that's going to happen. I know it can't be done for everything, but I think for some bigger things, it mm-hmm. should be, and I think that is the case, but it's just one of the cases I – I'm um, like, well, give an opportunity to speak. So, and, and like sure. I say, what yeah, I'm saying, and, and what I'm saying, I uh, know to Frank. Frank be like, yeah, we've already talked about that. And Frank's like, mm-hmm. yeah, I got to listen to listen to this yet again. <laughs> and that, and that's okay because it's good to, for everybody else to hear it too, except for just me. But I think something that that we uh we talked about too, and now I just lost my train of thought. Sam, let's go ahead and take it over, and then I'll, I'll try to remember what I was going to say. No, no problem. No problem. So, no, it's, it's, it's excellent. And that's the thing, you know, about this league is that, you know, we have 16 personalities that may have 16 different thoughts, and there's ideas and, and things for the league. It's great. I mean, you know, overall, I think just about, you know, majority of things we have are, are really, really good. But, you know, sometimes out-of-the-box thinking is great, and, it doesn't hurt to ask. I mean, that, that's never discouraged, you know, from okay, so any I, point I of view. Because it's fun. Question. You know, we're, we want to have fun with it. And I, we want right. everybody to feel like they, they have an opportunity to, to to bring something to the table. So what I was going to say was that, um, you know, what I had told Johnny when he brought that up about asking other owners, I, for the last ruling, I had spoken to about – half the owners in the league before sending out the email to the league asking for feedback and there was one person one person that wrote back that was probably pretty much included in that eight people those eight people that that voiced an opinion but the other eight did not write back at all so it's, it's a very tough to sometimes get all 16 owners to vote or cast feedback or an opinion, so that was we used to do it that way. We used to vote on the bigger things, and it was it was tough getting everybody to respond to that. So it just became something that the front office would do. But I have extended the beyond office getting from some of the owners that actually do write back or do. To, to voice an opinion, and I take all of those opinions into consideration and bring that up to the front office so that I can get feedback from the front office on those opinions as well. So, you know, a lot of these things get their fair, um, they, they get vetted enough enough to be able to make a decision to put something in or not. The other thing is, is that we if we put something in and we don't like it, and or it doesn't work as intended, then we can always change it, adjust it, or get rid of it, which is something that we did with the the star system. You know, we put it in, 
we changed it a little bit. And then after a while, we just decided, you know what, it wasn't really working as intended, so we got rid of it. And we do that with rules, too. We tried with the goalies a while ago. We went to plus fives instead of plus fours, and it really changed the way we look at goaltenders and their value. So we went back to the plus four and feel like that's the best way to value them. So, you know, it's it's great as a lead that we do that. We try things, and if it doesn't work, we change it. Or we get opinions from owners and take that all into consideration. Everybody that wants to voice an opinion can do that. So, yep. you know, like Johnny had said, it's good that we get opinions from owners um, so that this involves everybody, and it's just not just one person at the top making making decisions based on what they feel that they want to do. It's everybody's everybody that wants to put an opinion in is getting their opinion in. Absolutely. Absolutely. So about a half hour in, guys, if you want to call in, give us a call, 516-531-9854. I think there's some stuff going on out there, so maybe we'll – We'll get some, hey, oh, wait a minute, hold on, where, where is my sound bite? I'm losing it. Frank, you love it. There it is. Yes, and this is a very interesting one, okay? Tommy gets a fourth-round pick in 2022 to L.A., a second-round pick, and Delaware gets defenseman Luke Hughes from Michigan University and property of the New Jersey Devils. And he is going right on the taxi squad. So a little bit of a future move, but an interesting one nonetheless. Will somebody in this league try to corner every Hughes that's out there? <laughs> you know, right? Yeah, it's possible. There is, you know, there's another Jack Hughes coming in the draft next year, and he's projected to be a late first. That's crazy. So, I mean, imagine the Devils get him too. That would be that would be pretty crazy. So, anyway, so yeah, we got a couple deals coming in. You know, get nothing or shattering, but I feel like there is some chatter. I can fess up and tell you I am involved in a couple things and looking things over. So, and I'm sure Frank is, and I'm sure Johnny is, and I know seniors out there lurking. I know Albert's out there. I know Dan's lurking out there. He already made a trade. Bowen Byram is available for Delaware. That's an interesting RFA possibility right there. And, you know, the thing, you know, thing about defensive is you got to be very patient. You know, I mean, we talk about this all the time, right, Frank? Yep. I mean, the last three months, Rasmus Dahlin's on a 65-point pace over the last three months. He's finally figured out after how many years? Four? Three or four years. So, you know, you have to really – but that's where the RFA is interesting is that you can – stretch those guys out. Actually, I'm sorry, he's still taxi eligible, according to Tom, so I misspoke there. So you could put him in and then get him in, as an RFA and put him in there. So I'll announce some things we see in the group chat, too. Kister Jr. is open for business. Uh, Dan's been open for business. You know, Griffey's out there making Malkin available for eBay. Gots the Ghost, all available for picks and combos. Uh Frank making Crosby available. How about that? So that could be an interesting boom deal tonight as we as we move forward as well. So there you go. Could be the biggest player that moves so far. 
probably. Yeah, I mean, and, and I, you know, I do expect some more to come through. I mean, anything's better than last year. I think we've almost beat last year's trade deadline already. That's how bad yeah, last year was. <laughs> last year was just like we were – Johnny and I it were ready to start me. breaking down football like 45 minutes into the show. Like, we were ready to, you know. By the way, just for a public service announcement, 13 seconds is banned from being used on this show the rest of the way. So I'll just say that. And if any of you know <laughs> football and what happened in the playoffs this year, you'll understand exactly what I'm talking about. So <laughs> I, have, I have to get some humor in here. So. I'd rather ban 14. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I hear you, Johnny. I, I, you know, I don't know. But anyway, we'll leave it at that. I hear you. We both have our pain there, but we'll get to that in the after hours. We'll, we'll, yeah. we'll have plenty of time to, t- to catch up on that, as we as we always do. So yeah, so it's it, it's nice that this year, you know, we had a little bit of a sideways with the schedule this year with the Olympic fiasco and some COVID issues, and but overall, you know, I think the fact that we went through it the year before made it a little bit easier this time around. So. Hopefully next year we'll have a full year normalcy and but overall this year feels a lot more normal than before. So and our playoffs will be should be perfectly normal. So that very encouraging from that point of view. Anybody else it's calling getting, in? It's getting quiet. I feel like Frank's up to something there. Yeah. I he wish is. I was. Oh, I know he is. <laughs> I'm trying to let's see. Yeah, is anybody else gonna call in? I mean what's going on? It's you know, we're a half hour in. Everybody falling asleep out there? I think Tommy's gonna call in at some point. So we'll we'll get some we'll get some callers in. they usually call in around eleven ish now. So we'll, well the get league there. is getting older year by year, so <laughs> sleep. You know, that's the truth. That's something that we've yeah, that's something that we've talked about and just throwing this out there for the league to think about, is the 12 o'clock deadline too late now? I mean, for me, it's great. It's 8 o'clock for me. It's no big deal for me. But I'm the only one that's out here in California on the West Coast. So, But for everybody else, it's, you know, would would moving up the deadline on a different night or even a different hour be something that we should consider? I, I don't know. But that's for you guys to figure out. But if anybody has feedback on that, please provide that to us either in the chat or an email. All ears, right, Frank? Yeah. Anyway, again, call the number 516-531-9854. Dan is Marc-Andre Fleury up for deal. If team needs a goalie, Kister Jr., Barzell, Carter Verde- Verdehi. I can never say that name, Frank. I'll never get it. You know? <laughs> you got you to gotta think, back, think backwards. It's Verdehi, not Verdehi. Yeah. Yeah. Tommy's working the phones. He will call in eventually. Matt Boldy could be had taxi eligible. Saw a Minnesota fan in the crowd at the Sabre game last night wearing a Boldy jersey. I'm thinking about Tommy when I saw that. Well, yeah, he probably liked Nice. That. Yeah. So, Matthew Boldy is a guy I still wish I had on my taxi squad, if that means anything to anybody out there. Where's Bates? Where's he lurking right now? I feel like he's in a lab working up like a four-pick, five-seven-pick trade that he's going to bomb on us at some point. <laughs> Who knows? But anyway, I'm I'm still buying, folks. I, I'm looking around. I got a few things cooking right now, so I'm debating a lot of things right now. 
Frank has gotten quiet. Ah, oh, yes. <laughs> so what happened in you, that? Yeah. I'll so, let you do your thing. No, it's okay. I'm just I'm just chatting away and trying to keep things going here as as, as well as we possibly can and. Just trying to peek at scores. Unfortunately, yes, the Predators did win eight to nothing. Ooh, San Jose just got smacked. My goodness. I mean, yeah, Philadelphia took the lead on me by by two now because if you put the Landeskog goal in, it's now. I think. Saros, well, he only made seventeen saves. If that means anything to you, it um, doesn't. There's something about Nashville with these names that score for them. I don't know what it is, but. Michael McCarron, Matt Luff, Yakov Trenin. I mean, who are these guys? I mean, they have – I don't know what it is about Nashville. They just pull these guys out. And Yakov Trenin is 13 goals. I mean, barely have heard of him. So, hey, we have another caller. And let's see if I can validate. It is a 631. I do not believe it's your father, though, Frank. So – but it is a 6-3-1, and unfortunately, again, I apologize. I do not have anything saved here, but you are on the show. Welcome. No, you're wrong. It is his father. Oh, it is. You, you threw me off. I'm calling to check up on him. I'm calling to check up on him. Ladies and gentlemen, the FanDuel going away favorite at a plus 200 to win the Boyers. <laughs> Frank Sr., owner of Las Vegas, ladies and gentlemen. How Don't take that bet. <laughs> hey, listen, after the week I had about – I had a, I, of course, the long match, that week felt like 20 weeks, ladies. It was like seven yeah. – it was like 8-8 eight, eight on Tuesday, and all of a sudden I was losing 17-3. to three. Right, Frank? Remember that? <laughs> just, yeah, that was crazy. It was just never ending. <laughs> it was just like – He had to use a calculator oh. that week. <laughs> yes, I sure did. <laughs> I, I could, yeah. I, I slept in my math class today. I couldn't count that high, so I needed a calculator. How's it going? Not bad, not bad. I had a a few offers out there that apparently fell through, but um, okay. that's okay with me. There's still one on the burner. And, nice. Uh, All right. We will, you know, we will see it. You know, I'm fine either way. Gotcha. I, mean, I was just going to ask you that, like, how you're feeling overall, like, is there any position that you're looking for? You want to put something out there? If, is there anything you, you're trying to do? Um, I'm trying to get rid of some people. <laughs> no, <laughs> not enough. To get, that's a pleasant problem. So, you know, if anybody's out there. Yeah, I, you know, I guess, you know, defense would be nice, of course. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I have, um, I, I think, an ex- excellent backup goalie in, on my team. Taxi squad that nobody likes, but uh, Mr. Kakinen oh, Kak- over there on. Uh, I'll tell you on, what, Kakinen gave up four. Kakinen gave up four goals to the Sabers last night, but I'll tell you what, they were high quality chances. He had a. I, I thought he's he's going to be a really good goalie. He Minnesota is just going through a little bit of a funk right now, but once they get yep. out of it, I think they'll, well, they'll be okay. Same thing with Talbot. Talbot's having a tough tough week or two right yeah. now. There, I think mm-hmm. Minnesota's just. Um, getting into a yeah. rough day, that's all. Overall, yeah, defensively, they just don't look right. I think since they lost Dumba, maybe that's been hurting him as well. It could be. Yeah, yeah. But, but, you know, it's a long season. I mean, th- teams go through ebbs and flows and ups and downs, and 
as Frank knows, I'm still twitching, trying to keep myself from bringing up Igor Shosturkin off my taxi squad. Every time I see him continue to play like Dominic Hasek every night, I'm like, hmm, should I do it? <laughs> um, yeah, I know. I, that's, yeah. that's always a big question. Yeah, I mean, the I guy guess. is just played out of his mind right now this year. So. Yep. Well, but, you you know, you can't just play for one year. You're always thinking about the other year. So if you bring him up now, then – then you lose them as far as um, a taxi call up, and true. you're going to make other other changes. So, very true. But yeah. also, you know, when you, when you have those opportunities and you have a chance to win a Boyer, you know, it, listen, I right. I won my last Boyer in 2009. That's a long time ago, folks. I mean, well, you know, and I barely won that Boyer. I got very lucky. I'll admit to Griffey, yeah, I was a very lucky. I I barely won that one. That was tough. Well, yeah. You know, so you know, it's you, hard, man. It's very, very yeah. hard to win a boyer. It's up to the general manager on that team to, um, you know, like man- manipulate things as to who you're going to keep, who you're going to protect, who you're going to put on your taxi squad. Do you RFA somebody? Do you go after anybody? You know, and if if you put somebody out there and um, somebody puts a bid on him, do you pull him back or do you let him go for the draft pick? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That's what, that's what makes this league so much fun. That there's so many different things you could do, and and it and the whole thing about it is that it, it's all luck. So. <laughs> well, sometimes I mean there is. I think there's there's definitely some skill, quite a bit. Yeah. I mean, you know, yeah. playing the schedules correctly, making sure you got your positions right, and and you know, just having uh, you know all the all that in play. I mean, you could. You know, if you're not paying attention and at the deadline, if you trade for like four centers, I mean, what are you going to do with those four centers? So you have to have, okay, I got my two starters and maybe in the playoffs, you know, one week, somebody's got two starts and other one's got four, you know, things like that. You can yep. do your due diligence, Frank likes True. to do diligence. Yep. So, you know, and, uh, you know, that, that's, that's definitely uh, something to think about. I forgot that I have two Franks on the line. So I got to, I got to preface that, right, Frank? Like senior, <laughs> junior, I got to... <laughs> We're sort of pretty good with that. We know who you're talking to. Absolutely. So, yeah. So right now you're sitting at thirteen, three and one. I mean, you're you're, you're looking great. I mean, right now, you know, it, it it's really looking good. So I, guys, talk so much yourselves. I need to handle a little business here. Right now. Okay. What does that mean? What do you think that means? <laughs> Closing the deal. Okay. So right now, is it just me and the uh, the two Franks that are online right now, or is there anyone else here? That's what it sounds like, Johnny. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So so, I'm still with you guys here, but you are correct. So feel free to. Hey, Johnny. Yeah. Johnny, do um, did you have any interest in Byfield? You know, I, you know, I, I'm sorry about that because you did text me the other day, but I think when you texted me, I was just about to go 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 to sleep because remember I also have the night job. So, because I had mentioned to Frank to to tell you that uh, you had reached out to me and I and I wasn't blowing you off. So, yeah, well, I forgot to tell him that. So, <laughs> uh, so Frank threw me under the bus. Yeah, <laughs> sorry, my bad. <laughs> I threw I threw myself under the bus. Okay, 
I compromised. You threw us both under the bus. We'll go with that. Okay. <laughs> Actually, I didn't really um, look that much into it. Okay. But um, if you want to take a look at my um, my uh, team, I am kind of inter- – I can't pronounce the goalie's name that you keep talking about. I can't pronounce that name, so I'm not even going to try but I do have some interest in him. Him, if you want to uh, take a quick look and, and see. Okay. There we go. A little live, uh, little live negotiation on the line. <laughs> Frank loves that, right, Frank? Absolutely. Feed it into my veins. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Oh man. And then, of course, now also just me being a little troublemaker as always. So, so Frank Jr., what did you do to your father? Because he said he wanted to get rid of some people. So I'm thinking, what did you do to make him mad at you? (laughs) (laughs) I wish I could tell you that I beat him last week, but that wasn't the case either. Hold on, guys. I ventured the mix on a trade. Yeah, I just sent it out. Hot off the press. To Orlando, Martin Nietzsche and his third coming to me is Sam Reinhart and a Jacksonville seventh. Nice. That's that was the that was it. That's what I had. So another deal down. Anyway, we have another caller, ladies and gentlemen. Another six three one. Long Island is the hot spot, man. Now I don't know who this is again. I apologize, but six three one part three. You are on the show. Welcome aboard. Can anybody hear me? Sure can. Yeah, it's Doug. How you doing, What's up, Doug? What's going on, man? I don't recognize cell phones. I I just know you by Doug Kister in my phone. And so I went to put it in. That's it. I, I forget. <laughs> Doug makes the out. trade and it comes on the show. Look at that. That was like perfect timing. Yeah, I was thinking I would give a call because I just got done watching a movie with my wife. So nice. There you go. Thinking I would jump. Thinking I would jump in. What's been good. What's been going on? What did I miss? Uh well, there's a few trades. Um, nothing yeah, earth shattering. I mean, yeah. I mean, you've you've been involved with most of them. Uh, you know, but we're well, still I mean, uh, we still have about forty. About 50, 48 minutes left. You know, I've, I've been hit with um, a significant amount of injuries this year. Um, and so I, I made it a point to try to remain competitive, but I also wanted to try to retool some of my draft stock for this coming draft. Um I've had, you know, Frank, Frank and I are, are personal friends. Um, yep. Other than, other than this league. Um, and so, you know, him and I, we talk pretty frequently. Gotcha. Um, about, you know, personal things as well as this week. And, you know, I always manage to, um, you know, trade my first round pick for the, for, for the next year in order to be competitive for the year prior. And this year I said, I'm not going to be doing that. I want to see how that works out. For the first time in my life, I want to have a first-round pick in this week. I don't think I've ever <laughs> had a first-round pick in this week. 
Yeah. I mean, sometimes it's an overrated experience, though. It depends if you win Boyer like you did last year. I think I would take that trade off. Well, I mean, you know, I've got nothing really to prove. I'm pretty, I'm pretty satisfied with, you know, what happened. Obviously, what happened last year as well as what's happening this year. So I really don't have anything to prove. You know, I should hopefully make the playoffs and see where it goes. I mean, but last year, last year, I think it's, you know, for me especially, but, you know, for everyone, I I think last year would be hard for any team in this league to duplicate what I did last year. Um, And so I just, you know, like I said, I wanted to just try try to remain competitive while trying to restock my, my draft. My draft stock for this coming year. Gotcha. Well, that's good. I mean, sometimes you know when you you win the Boyer, it's you know sometimes the next year it's hard to keep all those players, and you know you go for it, and you know that that's how you sometimes you, you know, play that seesaw game. You know, it's it's very very hard to do what, what Junior's done for so long, and you know to be one of the top teams every year, and so we're seeing it with Senior now. I mean, Senior's been been doing it for such a long time as well, and you know it's really hard to. To, to stay at the stay at the top like that. I mean, my goal generally is really just to make the playoffs and get out of the first round and see what happens. Because once you get to the final eight, all the teams are really really good. So it's really really hard to uh, to do it's, that. It's so very very. You know, okay, I, there's, there's one thing I, I I would like to say. I'm like, uh, congrats, to Doug. But the thing is, with what you did last year. I I wouldn't have been too upset if you didn't do what you did in the finals because I'm like <laughs> it was like it was like after day one I'm like well this is over I don't have to look at the scores anymore this is over I'm done so I mean and then but the thing is with me and and you know the way I am everybody congratulated me before the finals were over and I don't I don't count my chickens before they hatch even even if I was. I could have been up by 20 goals, and I wouldn't. I wouldn't have been like, "Hey, thanks very much." You know what I'm saying? It's it's one of those things where it's just like, you know, I don't. It's not over for me until it's over. Yeah, yeah, yeah but I mean, in reality, I'm I was the one playing you, and I'm like, you know what? I already congratulate you. Like I said, I it, I know. I, I know a few you. days before I looked at the scores and be like, oh okay, oh I'm not losing as badly as I was the day someone actually finally decided to score for me, but. Again, I didn't forget the thing about the Knicks. The thing is, with all the mandates, I still haven't been to a game all season, so so I might have to. Oh, I, I, I so I might have to put the promise off into next season, but we're still going to do it, though. That's fine. I, I would love that. That'd be awesome. I haven't seen you in a long time. Yeah, it's been quite a while. True. If I ever, when I get back Funny. to the East Coast, Johnny, we should make something happen like that. We should definitely talk amongst the group, even if we have just some get together in Long Island or something. You know, we should yeah, we should yeah, certainly yeah. make that happen. Yeah, and it's again, been, you and know, I remember when I put it out there, a few people said they were interested. So if anyone's really interested, let me know because I through my uh, rep, well, my me and my sister's rep, we can definitely do, probably do like a group thing. So if anyone's really interested, just let me know, and I can start working on that. You know, but as as far as as far as hockey in general. Hockey in general has been has been difficult 
with this whole COVID situation. Um, hockey, I mean, look at, look at the look at what happened last year. The Vancouver Canucks didn't play for like 15 games, and I lost I, I lost Besser and I lost uh, Bo Horvat for that length of time. And it's just it, it made it very, very difficult. Even even this year it's very difficult. The Islanders lost a bunch of games at the beginning of the season due to COVID. It's just very difficult with this COVID. You know, very very difficult to plan lineups, very difficult to to uh calculate man games and all those different things because you never know what's going to happen from one minute to the next. Well, yeah, no, you're definitely right because I know there's a couple of times I submitted my lineup based on everything I saw, and then after the, the lineups were locked in, like two hours later, oh, yeah, this guy just put on COVID. I'm like, really? <laughs> so, yeah, trust me, we all get that. Yeah, it's it was, yeah, it it got really frustrating. So, you know, and then on then on top of it, you're dealing with, you know, for me it was, you know, Dougie Hamilton out for a length of time. Max Pacioretty was hurt four times this year. Yep. You know, yeah, I mean, he's been you, in you, you're with, you know, you're dealing with that on top of, you know, the COVID. Yeah, well, do you know when you just say the word Vegas Golden Knights, somebody goes on IR? Their their long term IR. Their long-term IR payroll is bigger than the Sabres payroll. I mean, you know, anyway, if I had a, one of those sound, you know, those drum things, to, you know, little joke time. So, anyway. All right. What's going on no, out there, guys? That. We got 40 minutes left. I have nothing else going on. Tommy has been a little bit off the grid. I wonder if that means something's happening. So, <laughs> well, with everything that's going on, I'm thinking we don't need to play next season. We can just hand Tommy the cup now and just move on to the following season. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. Tommy is uh, the FanDuel uh, sportsbook has Tommy as the plus four fifty next year to win Boyer. According to the, the latest odds, <laughs> I mean, basically it's going to be okay. We're at the first round. Okay, Tommy, take it away, guys. Take an hour break. We'll come back when Tommy's done taking the specs. <laughs> yeah, maybe should Tommy should just run the draft himself. Just run the first round himself. Pick it. Yeah. Pick himself fifteen players, and then we can yep. all move on to the rest of the draft. <laughs> fifteen players. No exaggeration or anything, Frank. Right. No, not at all. <laughs> to the point where I don't even know who I'm starting this week. Yeah, absolutely. So there are some there's some stuff out there. I I feel like I think we'll see a couple things go down here. I think there'll still be a little bit more. I'm still looking to do a little bit more. I just don't know what yet. I'm hemming and hawing. Frank likes that too. <laughs> Going back and forth. Got my third center. Happy there. How about that Arizona-Ottawa game today? 13 goals in that game. Yeah, what was up with that? that 
that was crazy. Arizona, Arizona's been playing some better hockey, and you know, just to just to toot something for Griffey, I mean, you know, ten goals for the ghost. I mean, you know, he's he's been uh, he's been playing well. So hold on a second, guys. I just got to take a bio break, but feel free to talk amongst yourself. I'll be right back. That sounds like my father walking around the house. <laughs> you hear that? <laughs> yeah. yeah, we all And I was right. <laughs> Hey gentlemen, I am back. How we doing? Ain't did I miss anything? I'm working on it. Yeah, there were sixteen trades made. <laughs> anything stand out? Anything stand out? Oh really? Sixteen deals? Yeah, time we traded away all sixteen first round picks. <laughs> oh man. Is that like an E three maybe? No. E <laughs> three. Oh man. Oh boy, I'd say it. I'd have to play that breaking news sound by thirteen times in a row. Could you imagine the annoyance of that? Uh, Nick, <laughs> Nick Schmaltz had two goals and five assists today, seven points. Wow, he's a you know he's a good player. He's he's just on a really bad team. I thought I, mean, I saw that he had was on somebody's roster already. When Tommy picked him up, I went right to the rosters, and I was wrong. Otherwise, I would have picked him up. You know, that's that's such a big key in this league. I mean, you know, a lot of us here are veterans in this league, but, I mean, sometimes you can get that gem, you know, once in a while. Yeah, but now watch, he probably won't score again for the rest of the year. <laughs> yep. Maybe not. That would we'll be see, Tommy's but... Absolutely. I know. Frank knows. Once I mention a player, they score. Right, Frank? When they're not in your team. <laughs> yeah. we'll be sitting there talking, be the you know S- what? SIE of the, of the Yeah, we call it the speak into existence. And, like, you know what? T- you know, Tage Thompson hasn't scored in a while. All of a sudden, he scores, like, six goals in, like, eight games. And, you know, that's just how it goes. Doug will like that. Did Did uh, Matthews pass Strasseidel today with the um, two goals that he got for the league league? Uh, that's a good question. 
I think I think so because I think they must have been. I thought they were tied going into today, but how does it how does it feel uh, uh, yeah, Frank Secure, to, to, to follow that out of every? How does it feel at everyday basis to follow that? You got the top two goal guys. I, just you know, I cry when they don't score. <laughs> <laughs> thirty nine goals for Austin Matthews, thirty eight for Drysital, thirty four for Ovechkin, thirty three for Kyle Connor, Pasternak thirty one, Debrinka thirty one, and who would have ever thought Chris Kreider would be Wait, sitting did, third with thirty six goals? Yeah, I was going to say, did you put Kreider in that? Oh no, I did that on purpose because if you sound, I, if you look at the other teams. They, well, well, they all he, he figured really they're, they're normal, stuff. right? And you're like, wow, Chris Kreider. I mean, you know, he's always had the talent, but, man, is he, he's just – really well, I just hope he doesn't history. disappear in the playoffs. I'm talking about the well, NHL playoffs. <laughs> you know, my uncle's a big Ranger fan. He's always been waiting for Kreider to explode. He's been telling me this for about seven years, I feel like, and, and it's finally come to fruition. You know, he's, he's finally – It came uh, to fruition. There it is, Frank. I'm breaking them all out for you tonight. <laughs> Hey, what we got to do is keep, keep things moving here. There is some stuff floating out there. We have 33 minutes. What is going on? I think we got to change something in the NHL. We got to get them to put their trade deadline before our trade, before our trade deadline. So maybe it'll make our trade deadline a little more interesting. That would be very interesting. Like where is Mark Giordano going to go and um, a whole bunch of other guys out there? Hurdle, where is he going to go? Um, hey. Giroux, J.T. Miller. Giroux, right. J.T. Kowalski. Shabbat. I, I'm sorry. Um, who's going to check with <clears throat> I just texted Ed trying to get him to call in. He's a 516 number. Johnny, check your text. What? I'm, yeah, I'm kind of uh, respond. I'm, I'm kind of responding to you now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we are at we're at the almost half witching hour. Yeah. So. <laughs> you know me, Frank. I'm a, I'm a over I overanalyze, so you know that by now. <laughs> of course, I know. I don't want to get too close to that buzzer like last year. Well, see, I'm thinking. I think. Last year, I think I made what like five trades on something like that. When I said I, I wasn't going to do anything, <laughs> I'm not going to do anything. Five trades later. <laughs> oh, that's Doug's lineup. It's not a trade. <laughs> 
Oh, oh, you heard that ding too, huh? <laughs> Damn it, Doug. You don't put your lineup in when we're on the call. Because then we all get excited <laughs> that the email comes up and you're like, oh, who made a trade now? Nope, it's just the lineup. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> So then it would be wrong for me to set mine up and then do it on, do it on the loop. So I just kept doing it every minute. <laughs> what a send. So okay, so since it's quiet, so just a question: Do you think maybe part of the reason why trading is down is because maybe of some of the new rules? that are about to come into place and that there's more teams uh, available for the playoffs? Sam, why you want to answer that one? But did he go away? A host has uh, decided to leave us. We, I, I spoke to, to Sam Bourne about that the other day, and he brought he brought that up. It is it's a very good point, and it's very possible. We looked at a few ways to maybe cut it down to like ten or or nine or or some something along those lines, but it's got to be either eight or eight or twelve. It's just the way it works because there's not enough teams after the first round. Um. I mean, I I guess if enough people didn't like the 12, maybe we'd have to try to figure something out. But I do agree that it could it is possible that it could affect the deadline. The fact that there's more teams that are making it at the same time, I don't know. I mean, I, I like the more, that we I think, get. I think it's better than more teams make the playoffs and. Don't worry about how many trades there are. There'll be, right. there'll be enough. The, the point on that is that now more teams are playing further into the season as opposed to missing out with their guys on, you know, five to six weeks of the season. You know, at the end, if you only have eight guys making it, eight teams are sitting there not doing anything for the final five weeks of the season. The way we have it now, everybody's playing a little – uh a little longer. Okay. Yeah, I get that. But see, then I also think of like, like when you actually look at the actual sports leagues themselves, I notice as they expand, you also notice that the activity isn't quite the same that it also used to be as well. So it's not just like in, in our fantasy leagues. If we actually look at real sports, teams would be like, well, if we get in, all we got to do is just get hot at the right time, and you never know when a team is going to get hot or go cold for whatever reason. Right. Avalanche tied it. Why have I gone yeah, off the grid? Only so many knows. 
Nathan McKinnon. But I forgot that Wierenski scored before, so now I'm still down by one. Okay, and, and a, a different question, because sometimes I get get a little confused. For next year, is it four taxi squad people, or is it being reduced to three? No, it's still four. It's still four? Okay. We've, we've had it at five, and we've had it at three, so... I think four is the happy medium. I think four is a good a good level there where it's not ridiculous but it's also worth something. And I think I think that's gonna stay at four for a while. Okay, yeah, well yeah, because all right, yeah, that's something I needed to know as I was thinking about something, so okay. And then, just so I'm straight, the RFA possibly having two, that starts with not just upcoming draft, it's the 2023 draft, correct? Correct. Okay. Yeah, this year, this year everything is already set. So it'll go into effect after this RFA offseason at the start of next year so that you'll know before the season starts what the rules are as far as that's concerned. So you can make adjustments to your your roster and your RFA and your taxi squad to be to do that, change that now, that wouldn't be right because teams have made changes, you know, with their lineup and with their taxi based on the rules that we already knew. So we couldn't do that this RFA off season, but we can do it for next RFA off season. Okay. So, yeah. Because again, like sometimes I have a, a tendency of, uh, taking the like rule changes and combining them into one season, and be like, and then when I get it wrong, they're like, oh uh, yeah, that sucks. <laughs> yeah. Even though one one year I actually got it wrong and it actually benefited me, I'm like, oh okay, I like it when it happens that way, but <laughs> <laughs> it don't happen that way often. Man, so it's really quiet tonight, huh? It isn't so for a lack of what? trying on my end. I'll tell you that right it's now. Not a lack of trying on my end either. I'm I'm just waiting to pull the trigger. Yep. Yeah, I think we're all over the place here. So. Well, yeah, it looks I'm like only about 23 minutes to go. Yep. yep. There's still, you know, there's still possibilities. There's, you know. You know, there are a couple teams that I thought maybe would do a little something. So why it's kind of quiet, this is for you, Frank. So so you're going to get a kick out of this. Let me know if you oh, hear it. You hear it? Ah. <laughs> Oh, I'm even loving this right here. <laughs> when you don't know what to blame, you can blame you Sean Ray or, you, or, yeah. or me and Sanborn love to, uh, so, uh, sorry, I have to get the backstory first. So, 
a bunch of a bunch of my friends when when Todd Bowles was uh, the head coach of the New York Jets, what made fun of the fact that his name was T Bowles or Spoiler Bowles. So we, <laughs> so we would always turn it down okay. Man, I haven't heard that song in a long time. It brings me back. Yeah, yeah well, well, me and Frank, it's a long-running joke, so. We would always blame Todd Bowles. We can blame Todd Bowles, oh, too. Todd Bowles is to blame for everything. You know, it's, yep. there's just there's no question that, you know. Doesn't matter. Bill can't stop the chase 13 seconds ago. Blame Todd Bowles. I mean, it's just it's just the way it goes. I mean, it's just it's an easy it's an easy 100 percent can't miss proposition. <laughs> yeah. So there, there you go. This music, I'll tell you. <laughs> oh man, you gotta be loving this deadline right now. Bates has not. You know, I, I'm really surprised on a couple things tonight. 21 minutes to go. We haven't had a single bait trade, which really throws me for a loop. Okay. Oh, he's probably working hard on the roster, so. We'll just blame it on the rain again. <laughs> I guess it is about that time. I must do one thing here for you guys. Have a deal to announce. Lauren Brassois and my San Diego's third round pick is going to LA and San Antonio is getting goalie Thatcher Demko and a sixth round pick. Official deal has been finalized. Interesting. So the goalie carousel continues in San Antonio. No twitching to bring up Sisterkin needed. <laughs> so there you go. We have a few deals. What do we still have going with 18 minutes to go here? Oh, ooh. 
have a big trade to announce, ladies and gentlemen. We have, this is probably the biggest of the night, Nashville getting, and this surprises me, Nashville gets, ooh, Nashville gets the L.A. first in 2022, and Jared Spurgeon to Delaware for Matthew Kachuk and Nashville's 13th in 2022. Guys, have at it. Wow, that's a that is a very sizable trade. Because that LA pick could potentially be a, a top four, maybe top pick in the draft. Teddy is a, is a major contender. Trades Kachuk, but just looking at his roster, just to see what you know what he has after he needed, that. He needed Spurgeon because um, D'Angelo and uh, and Mike Matheson are hurt. Yep. I mean, Jason Robinson has become a, a beast. He still has Jake Genstel. He still has Miko Ratton. And so, actually, he dealt from strength there. I mean, he has the three wingers. You know, it's good for both. I mean, I really like it for Tommy, too. I really like Tommy. Matthew Kachuk, 24 years Kuchel. old, 27 goals yep. in 53 games. Yep, for sure. Also a former 34-goal um, uh, scorer. No question. No Wow. So far, that's the biggest deal. We'll see if another one comes in that might top it. Yep. So that's uh, that was good. That was one of the better ones. That kind of came out of nowhere. So, you know, that was that was excellent. So we have about 16 minutes to go. I'm just getting some trades in order here. So I still have some stuff working a little bit. So... Ladies and gentlemen, we have another caller, and I do know this area code because it's the only one, I think, from North Carolina. Dan Wheeler, you are on with the gentleman. Welcome. Hey, what's going on, guys? Not much. Hey, Talk to us. What's going on? Not much. Not a whole lot. Anything cooking right now with 4, 15 minutes to go? No, I think we're done for the night. I went and got a defender, so I got four defenders that I can interchange with Ekblad. So uh, I feel good. And had some chatter about Flurry. It just didn't didn't work out. But it's okay with me to have him uh, backing up. Don't mind us. The chatter is getting stronger in the background. What else is going on out there? This is about that time of the show, about 14 minutes to go, where you hear sounds, you hear typing, you hear some things going on. So, oh, real quick, guys, when the trip, you have to announce the trade by 12 o'clock, right, Frank? Either here on the show or... Or so there, has um, be, there has to be mention of that there is at least a verbal agreement, and that it has that it's going to be typed up either on the show or through league email. 
If you send it through email, just say, I have a deal, I need to announce it, and send it. So at least there's a mention of the trade being, being finalized. Or you can mention it on on here, and um, and if you're on the, on the phone, you can you can say we have we have a deal. We're typing it up, and um, as long as it's before we say last call, we'll uh, we'll accept it. As long as it both sides agree by twelve, uh, both sides send the email by twelve thirty. Absolutely. But that's to be mentioned of it, either email or on on this speech by uh, by twelve midnight. Totally, totally. 908 area code. Do we have someone for the league with that? that uh... Is this Tommy? 908, that, that, that might be Tommy. Of course, you got to deal done. Now he's going to come on. No, I said I brought in 908. 908, if you're listening, I click, you bring in, and then you drop. So please call him back in. If you have not. Hold on one second. Tom, oh, by the way, you're back. I think that's Tommy. I just don't remember phone numbers. There he is. He's back. Hello. Tom Stata, welcome to the show. We have Dan, hey we have guys. Tom, we have... What are you doing? We, we don't... Everybody, everybody, a couple years you're already cutting me off? Yeah, well, <laughs> you know, it's the way I go. What can I say? You guys, forget, you guys forget me? I'm a novice with this switchboard, guys. I'm sorry. So, uh... Thank you guys for, for doing this and putting the show together. Again, you guys have been doing a great job. Thank you. No, thanks to everybody else. I mean, I couldn't do it without you guys. With me here babbling, there's no, nobody any good. Yeah, I think everybody's busy making trades, trying to make trades at the last minute. Absolutely. I oh, yeah. just wanted to tell a quick story, if you guys have a second, about how the trade with Nashville went down. I was looking yes, at rosters, let's, let's hear it. I saw I, I saw Teddy's team, and I just saw too many players for him to protect, especially at winger. Right? He had Robertson, who I would protect. He has Kachuk. He has Duclair. He has no slouch, right? Gensel and Ratton. So there's five guys, right? But then he also has the Binijad. He has Roman Josie, and then he could RFA Adam Fox. So he has just too many guys to protect. So I just sent Teddy a text and asked him, out of your wingers, who are you not looking to protect? I'll send you a first for him. And, you know, I think it was more reluctant that he's like, you know, probably Kachuk, but what would you give? And I just threw the the first uh, from L.A. out there because, you know, I – Probably, if I had that, you know, if Kachuk was available right there, I think he would be the number one pick. So I figure, why take a risk? I will offer it up now, and uh, I'll just protect Kachuk. Definitely. So. It's gotten quiet. What's going on, guys? Talk to me. Ten minutes to go. <laughs> oh, man, my phone's will hang up like a Christmas tree. 
I hear it. I, I wonder who that could be. <laughs> oh, wait, did I just say something? Uh, <laughs> oh, man. Let's see. Ten minutes, guys. Get the last shots in. Yeah, I could see the Kachuk one was a surprise. That really, that 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 actually made my night. That was that was very good. George is definitely upset. I just sound thought that sound bite played it. I don't know. So. <laughs> It's funny. I can I could hear it echoing on my side. Like my my I'm echoing. Then I could hear like the George is getting upset thing about oh they're twenty seconds later for somebody else's computer or something. Don't you love those sounds? <laughs> the Sound of Silence. Good song, by the way. But on Get Smart, the Kona the Kona Silence was better. Eight minutes left, and I'm working. Yeah, there's, there's stuff going on right now, and I love it. So feel free to talk, you know, talk about the weather. I don't know. Games tonight, hockey teams. What is going on? Why so quiet? Who is talking? Who is conversing? Bling, bloom, blong. I'm hearing all these noises. Except the one that I want to hear. And that's the breaking news soundbite. <laughs> yeah, me too. But, you know, sometimes the best trades you make are the ones you don't make too, guys. I mean, you know, a lot of times... Uh, you look at your roster, and sometimes you want to make a trade just to make a trade, and then you realize that maybe it's better just to kind of go with what you got. Uh, officially about, about six minutes and change left.
Where are we at, guys? So after after the uh, deadline's over, we'll we'll put a bow on in here a little bit, and then maybe we'll pivot into some NAFA talk, looking at our teams and maybe your guys' opinions on maybe what teams could be a force. Like who you thought had a great week with the trade deadline, what teams you kind of think could be big challengers for this year's Boyer. How many Boyer Cups have been given out? Does anybody know off the top of their head? Sorry, I wasn't paying attention. What was the question? That's okay. You know what? Let's we'll talk about that afterwards. So let's just. Uh... Tommy says last chance for Matt Boldy or Bowen Byram. Trying to move him last minute. Anybody out there need a taxi guy? Tommy, I wish I did, but I don't. Yeah, it's but if okay. anybody's up, because um, they're, they're quality players. Yeah. If I can't move one of them, I'll probably just take uh, one of my my guys that are over 50, and I'll just move them up to an RFA, like gotcha. um, Dawson Mercer or uh, Lucas Raymond. So if I don't move them, they don't get moved. But you know, it's not the end of the world. Yeah. What is Frank doing? I am still waiting for it. I'm not even sure if we've ever had a deadline where Frank didn't make a deal. I wonder. If, I don't even know if that's possible. I mean, that's like, I don't even know how to, how to quantify it. Yeah. It's just shocking. We've had teams make a couple deals tonight, but, again, just uh, it's been a moderately better deadline than last year so far. Let's see. Let's see. I'm still scouring. we got less than five minutes left. Final shot. Last opportunity. Who's going to try to take the Boyer from Doug? Who's going to do? Where's Bates? I, I, I'm really shocked that Bates is not getting on here tonight and made a deal somewhere. Right hey, I made an offer to Bates. You shut me down cold. Yeah, well, you know, yeah, there's been, there's been stuff out there. I mean, it's, I, I would imagine it is. and You know. I, I think that you know. I think this speak also speaks to the depth of the NHL in general too. But we'll get into that after after the deadline's over. So we got three minutes to go. Anybody close? Anybody E five in this? E four? Still looking. I'm still looking for stuff, but I just. Let's see. I'm calling it. San Antonio is closing for the night. Okay, there's a deal coming. All right, we got a deal. Oh, we do, we do. Uh, I'll wait a minute. Brian needs two approvals for Bates on the Luke Hughes for Tom. There's an email out there about that. Keep an eye on that. 
Yeah, where's uh, where's Mr. Kister Jr.? We need that approval. Yeah, we need that approved by 12:30, right? That falls into the 12:30 bucket. Okay. Hold on. I have two deals coming. What? Two deals coming. Let's gotta check them out. One is one is Jacksonville and. Um, and Calgary, and one is Jacksonville and Peterborough. Two deals will be okay. in the I'm trying to put a quick deal together, um, but it may fall apart. I'll let you know in a second. Okay, one minute to go. Hurry up. We got stuff out there. All right, Delaware has a deal. Um, Ooh. Beautiful. Yeah. All right, it's now 12 o'clock. Hold on, anybody Anybody got anything saying yes or no, working on it? We got a date right now. Right now, like right this second. Like I said, I have two coming. We're just working out the back end, and I got to type them both up. Okay, okay. Yep, absolutely. So, I'm, yeah. Okay, I'm working on a deal with uh, with um, Albert with uh, Allentown. It's been put in the chat. Okay. So we'll send out the. Uh, you can put you, we'll can, out you can put that through. So, That's so, fine. So much for closing shop, and then three minutes later. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, a little bit of action here. This is uh, one of the better ones in a while. It's, you know, it's, again, you know, we had a big one with Tommy. That's what she said. And Man, we got trades all over the place right now. Looks like Kister has approved those deals, by the way. Both Kister's pretty active tonight, fairly. You know, some some stuff going on here. Um, looks like we're we're getting Craig Bates to call in in about 13 minutes, guys. Just a little uh. 
preview of what's to come. So it's always great to hear from Craig after his uh, – we'll, we'll, uh, we'll hopefully get to talk to him soon. Uh, uh, let's see. I'm trying to track this. Let's just make sure we get everybody's uh Okay, we got uh, you know what? I got to do a special one here just for Frank because he has not done one. <laughs> Jacksonville Calgary has a deal. Calgary gets Brandon Sad, Allentown fourth, Jacksonville gets Clayton Keller and Delaware ninth. Interesting. Little depth deal, and we also have another deal: Delaware Orlando. Delaware gets the third round Orlando for a Delaware sixth and Bowen Byron. Very interesting. So oh, Doug nice. in the mix Byron for a guy Doug. like Bowen Byron. There you go. I mean, that's that guy is started my team and moved around, and one of these years he's really going to break through. So that's a very interesting deal. Um, so let's see. Okay, the Peterborough Jacksonville trade is coming through now. Obviously pending Peterborough's written approval. Good, so we got we got the kiss the junior approvals, Delaware Orlando. This is pretty sizable. Um, Peterborough gets Sidney Crosby, Delaware ninth, and San Antonio fourth. The Jacksonville, Bo Horvat, Long Island second, and Kelowna's second round pick in 2022. That's a pretty big trade. Yeah, that's a receipt. You know, I had my Wheaties today. <laughs> Come on with the Wheaties. <laughs> Special you totally showed your age right there, by the way. 
Okay. Um, let's see. Uh, I'm just trying to. I'm sending out something here as well. Let's see what else we got here. Tommy dropped. Thanks for calling in, Tommy. Always a pleasure. Uh, Calgary approves that deal. Then here comes some of the stuff. This is what, you know, this is why I can't wait to talk to Craig. This is what he sees. Probably in his, he's probably three in the morning. He's thinking about these emails that are coming through. He wakes up in all night. Wait, wait, trade, trade, wait. Where, who, who has that pick? Who, who has that, you know? <laughs> so it probably just. Uh, comes in like that. So, small deal to announce. Uh, I'll do the sound. Allentown and San Antonio complete their deal. Fifth round picked from LA and Alex Galagoski. Did I say that right? Goes to Allentown, and I get a seventh round pick and center Nico Hishir. Over to San Antonio. So that's uh, last minute little maneuvering to uh, help with the depth and get some options going there. Just felt three centers may not be enough sometimes. Sometimes you want that fourth. That's really all that's about. Um, Looks like. Uh, Bates did approve the Crosby trade. Johnny approved the Brandon Saad deal. Clayton Keller. I'm just saying these things, you guys, so you kind of you're wondering if it's been approved or not. Just you know, and I'm, I know. Uh, I'll get an approval on our trade and. Yeah, some very, uh, very, very uh, late stuff there. Very, uh, I, I got to say, that was uh, pretty surprising in a way to see uh, that kind of uh, Allentown has approved. Thank you, uh, Albert, for approving. And yeah, so. Do we have anything else still in the works that was agreed to at 12 that has not come through yet, as far as we know? That's a good question. I don't think so. It sounds like we. It sounds like they have gone through from what I can gather, but that. Okay, now I have a void. We can't make a trade anymore. God. <laughs> no more trading until like what? Mid-August. That's where Frank becomes that Dave Chappelle meme with the crack waiting for the trade. <laughs> Start up baseball. Oh, wait. Sorry. We can't do that either. We'll let things decompress here for the next few minutes and then we'll we'll get into your some of your guys' thoughts on the trades and maybe thoughts overall about NAFA. Brian, I'm gonna I'm gonna drop off. I gotta I gotta get to bed. All right, Frank. All right, Frank.
All right. Good night. Always a pleasure. I'll speak to you later this week. Yep. Bye, everyone. Enjoy. Bye-bye. Take care. Thanks, Frank. Thank you for everything, for the lineups and all that good stuff. So. Very crazy, huh? We had some, we had some, we had a little flurry there, at the end, and some surprising. I the one to me that sticks out for me is the Tommy trade with Chuck. Well, he had the draft capital, so he could pretty much do whatever he wanted. So it makes sense. Yeah, no, it makes sense for Teddy too. I mean, I guess the only thing I'm not, I'm a little surprised about from Teddy's point of view because he has a, a really strong team, as it is. Um, that maybe he didn't go out there and flip his first and try to get something else. But I don't even know what he really needs at this point, to be honest. I mean, he's got two top centers. You know, his depth is pretty strong across the board. He's got two good goalies. Yeah. You know, Jason Robbins has become, you know, a really great winger. It's just, you know, so maybe he just dealt from strength, and now he's got two first-round picks going into next year. So he's going to be formidable again next year already right off the top. And, you know, in this 2022 NHL draft, which is going to be a really good draft, you know, and you have uh, some very interesting guys. So, you know, he can put a great player on his taxi squad or trade it. He could do a lot of things with that. So, Very, very interesting. And, ladies and gentlemen, 616 area code, I know who this is, the man behind the scenes. Man, that does the dirty work for us. Craig Bates has joined the show. Hey guys, how's it going? Good. Hey, How are you what's doing? What's going on? Hey, I'm good. Sorry, it's so late. <laughs> We're used to this, you, Craig. You're, you're always busy behind the scenes, so this is usually about your time slot. <laughs> yeah, I always try to hit at the end at least a little bit, so I'm totally antisocial in the league. Absolutely. So. You know, I I knew you were lurking somewhere. I said I, I said it all show, off and on. I said Craig has been quiet. I said something's got to be going on. You know, and then he hit us with this Crosby trade late in the game. Yeah, my uh, my uh, uh, protects were weak. So hopefully he's got a couple of good years left in him because I gave a ton for him. But uh, he's been on fire. He does. I, I think he does. I think Crosby's one of the absolute most special players to ever walk on this planet in hockey. Yeah, I don't. He, he's his fitness is great. You know, players. I think the way he plays, he'll still be a really good player even for the next three years, as long as he doesn't get healthy. I mean, as long as he doesn't get hurt. I mean, so sure. as long as he he stays there, I don't see why he wouldn't. And yeah. you know, listen, you have Ovechkin, Cross, whoever thought. You know, Craig has. The, the, leg, the most legendary NAFA team right now. He's got Ovechkin, Crosby, and McDavid. I mean, I... <laughs> all, all 100 years old. <laughs> no, not, <laughs> not, not, not McDavid, no. but... Uh, no, uh, to but be honest with you, I, and hi, Johnny. Hi, hi, Brian. I didn't say that when I come on. Sorry about that. No, but, uh, no, it's okay. No problem. No. It's all good. <laughs> And we want to yeah. thank you for all the but, great work you do behind the scenes for us, Craig. We we always appreciate it, man. Well, and uh, you know, like I said, that uh, I've said an email. And the, the owners have been awesome. They're really uh, they really make the job a lot easier. I mean, five years ago, six years ago, seven years ago, it could be a struggle at times. 
But uh, now the owners have really stepped up. I mean, everybody's putting, you know, links to everything. And I'm, I'm very rarely do I ever have to ask anybody for anything. And that makes such a big deal because I can't always get to everything within, you know, uh, an hour of getting the email. So a lot of times it's evenings or the next morning. So, but uh, uh, thank you guys for saying, you know, for saying as much. But uh, thanks for working so hard and making it so easy. So, uh, it's been, but, yeah, well, you've gotten to that point too. And, you know, we make it work. And it, it makes this league so very unique and so interesting. You know, we, you know, of course, you could automate things on Yahoo. We could have those kind of leagues. But you don't get that participation that we get in this league. There's something about the file and there's something about it, it it makes it it makes you look at things more i think than when you have everything right in front of you like on a yahoo site so i i think mm-hmm. just just as an example i i can't describe it so sure no it's and i'm with you there i mean i've we're all as sports fans right so we all have friends oh, outside yeah. work stuff we do so when we're uh you know we get so many it's it, it's Everybody has busy lives, so the Yahoo, the ESPN, the Fox, or whatever, you know, base that they use for football, you know, people tend to want to, you know, be able to sit down for a half an hour and just turn things around. This doesn't do that, and and when my errors pop up, it kind of slows the thing down, so the owners, you know, it, it kind of screws them up a little bit, but I'm with you. I, to, it, it, we all have such busy lives. If we... Uh, if you're really a sports fan, taking an extra 45 minutes to kind of break down what you got every week, and and as Johnny reiterated about COVID and a lot of the other stuff, and Doug, you know, it, it's been a little bit more work the last year or two, but to me, it gets me away from the hectic life that we live every day, and kind of gets you tied in. You guys are real close, and you guys talk on the phone a lot, and where I just don't have that availability, and and with that, that forces me to plop my butt down, get online, grab the paper, and do a little bit of studying, you know? Absolutely. Wow, you so. just said something I haven't thought about in a while. You said grab a paper. I'm trying to think. I don't remember the last time I actually read a paper. I do everything online so much now. You, you know what's funny, Johnny? And You, you know what's funny you mentioned that? Because I remember one of the most – one of the great things when I used to work in Manhattan, and, Johnny, you could probably relate to – a lot of you from New York relate to this – was grabbing yeah. like a poster, Daily News, and being on the train, or you know, if you're on oh, the LA Double yeah. R, if you're on the New Jersey Transit, and you know, you just read yeah. those papers. I mean, that's when I got my best reading in. You know, just sitting there for an hour and trying to get to work in Manhattan. But you're right, you don't really mm-hmm. do that that much anymore. But sometimes I miss that a little bit. You know, because it, I feel like you retain more sometimes when you read it than online because we're so distracted online. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely, because every now and then I'll walk by a store and I'll just go in and I'll just buy a paper just for the sake of buying a paper. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I can sit down and naturally open up and read it. I'm like, yeah, I remember when I used to do this. <laughs> yep. So my wife brings home the Wall Street Journal and from her work, and I'm like, yeah, I mean, yeah, why not? I mean, it's a paper. I mean, I haven't done that in a very, very long time, so I've been doing that lately more often. Yeah, it's uh, just one of those things. It's a little bit old school, and it's kind of inconvenient. You know, we've got, uh, you know, everything right there at our phone or on our laptop or whatever. And, uh, you mm-hmm. know, I, I about five years ago, we had a couple of different guys that we were adding to the league. And I was talking to Frank, and 
one guy just wasn't, you know, prompt, you know, and it, he had a struggle every week just even getting his lineups in. And, you know, and I said to, to Frank, as an example, it's like, you know, some people are, and it's changed now, we're all this, but some people are phone guys where they, they do their pickups and drops and, and free agents and trades and stuff on the phone. And I said, there's guys, and I'm one of them. Um, I'm in front of a computer typing emails. I very rarely use my phone. And uh, it's just funny how we've evolved even in the last five years. I can't say that today compared to five years ago because it's half and half now. For an old codger like Frank Sr. would know probably a little bit, uh, uh, yeah, like, uh, he's a young spring you know, chicken. I gotta let that guy fool you. <laughs> <laughs> it's you know you wanna uh, me. I like hard copies. I like to write it down. I like to, and it's yeah. just the world has just changed. You know, and business is, really is, is that way. You know, what I mean. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't mean to get off on these little stories, but uh, no, no, it's anyways. You know, the, no, the stories are great. I mean, we, you know, I, as much as we love hockey and other stuff, I mean, feel free to bring something into the mix. I mean, I'm sitting here trying to set my lineup, and I, I love listening to this. It's great. You know? <laughs> I'm like, yes, yeah, by all means, you know? Well, I just, I don't get on much with you guys, so it's nice to, like I say, chat no, I know. And you and, and then everybody, you know, so. Yeah, and just on but a I personal what note, I am I mean, go, yeah. yeah, how's everything going otherwise out there? You know, with the whole COVID thing and everything's kind of dying off. I mean, everything good on your end in that respect out there, Craig? It it really is. Uh, we, uh, my company, we do windows and doors, not to get into yeah. me, but... Uh, no, 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 I, I remember. Tell me. And, and it's, we were an essential business, and if we weren't an essential business, we would have been out of business, to be honest with you. So I worked every day, every hour. Uh, the company was good enough to say, mm-hmm. okay, this is what we can do. You can work, or you can be laid off. But the chances of coming back, you never know. So yeah. saying that, the climate of the world we all live in, right, uh, I had totally. it pretty good. We kept our insurance. We kept working all the way through this whole thing. And health-wise, family and everybody's done really well. We haven't had any, you know, we all know people that get sick. But uh, my family across fingers has been really good. That's a blessing, so. and that's all you can really hope for these days, right? I mean, yeah, it's really, really exactly. true. Very good, man. Well, listen, I'm going to try to, and I don't mean to cut you guys short, but I'm going to try to get these things out to you as quick as I can. I only, that last little barrage is what I got to get caught up, but there was a lot of picks there, and I want to double yeah, check that if was, you uh, guys are accurate. Yeah, I mean, just from a, a feedback, like, that was a pleasant surprise. I thought we, we really did good there um, towards the end there to get to get a lot of, uh, you know, get a lot of action. For me, I wasn't surprised by that, though. I, I really wasn't because I think what it is, with so many teams being close, I think everyone was like, well, who's going to make that big move? And no one really did. So everyone was like, you know what, I'm just going to hold back. Then. It's, yeah, oh. you're right on it. And, I, and there, you know, I think a lot of people had a lot of stuff going, but they, you know, everybody was on the fence, so you didn't have decisions made. Um, you know, Tommy had thrown something at me, and I was going to do it, and we had a three-way, not really a three-way, but we had, you know, I was also <laughs> working with, with uh, Frank <laughs> Frank on that deal, and it was like, you know, I've I got to apologize to Tommy with all that's going on. You, you i got to make sure that he knows. You know, I didn't mean to just pull the plug on him, but you got all this stuff flying, and, and I don't know about you, but, you know, 
I probably had ten things going, and I landed one, you know, the whole night. So everybody needed defense, too. I need a D, and, but they're just not out there to give. Yeah, that's the truth. I mean, that's why I early in the – you know, just kind of assessing everything, that's why I traded Tavares to get McCoy. I mean, Charlie McAvoy, is that it's just really – it's really hard to get those three really good defensemen right now because, you know, a lot of the premier defensemen in this league are on really premier teams in our league. Kale McCarr, mm-hmm. Yossi, you know, guys like that. They're not on teams that are thinking about selling. So that's why it's been – you're right. And But teams have, you know, been getting creative with that. You know, you go for second – you go for guys that have good plus minus or don't hurt you with the minus threes and stuff. Yeah, yep. Well, and that's how smart our owners are. That's, I mean, that's why this league is so awesome. You try talking to people uh, outside of us 16 guys, and it's like, oh, you do everything manual? You guys, you know, and it's like, dude, you don't realize what this has added to the thought process. This isn't, you know, having your coffee, taking six minutes and, you know, filling a hole in your roster. This yeah. is, who am I RFAing? Who am I, you know, the, the different things. Listen, I'm going to fly, but I did want to lastly say, Brian, thanks so much for doing this radio show. Um, oh, it's, it's it really makes a it really makes a you know big difference. It really adds to the league, and and I really appreciate you taking your time and doing it. Oh yeah, it wouldn't be the same without you guys, and that's what makes it run. So thank you very much. You got it, Johnny. Good to talk to you, buddy. Okay, and, and, and before you log off, I just realized, I think this is one of the few years we actually didn't make a, a trade during the season. <laughs> I just realized that. I, I, you know, I looked at your stuff, but you're, you're winning so much. Honestly, you know, you've had some real good runs here. You know, you're not, uh, you're not looking to dump a guy here or there. You're looking to add, and I just don't have a ton after the McDavid deal. I don't have a lot of stuff to yeah. help you with so that's why i think why this year when i look at your record i'm like ah that guy's got way too much power he don't want any of my scrubs so <laughs> <laughs> yeah but you know what when you, right, when guys, you have those big guns yeah. uh, have a good one you know guys when you have those you, big right, guns you could just win weeks you know and just look at a Bates. he has you know by the way just uh, i mentioned those three guys he, he even has patrick kane i mean he's got four top play Hall of Famers floating on his team. And he, and he does have Jacob Markstrom, who's been a great goalie. And so he's got some weapons. You know, he's, yeah. he's going to be a handful come playoff time. And you have Vasilevsky. And Dan's got Ottinger, who's on fire. That's why I had to go out and get a goalie tonight. Cause, yeah. Well, you know what I'm doing, guys? I, I have Sisterkin on my taxi. I'm dying to call him up. But I want to carry him over. Yeah. But... I don't want to lose him and RFA him, you know, because Frank would be on it in two seconds and he knows it. <laughs> you know, so I don't, I don't want to do that yet. Yeah, imagine that. <laughs> oh, man. Hold on one second. I'm just I'm trying I'm actually going over my light up here too. I want to make sure. Oh, okay. Yeah, one of the things yeah, about living on the West Coast is you don't want to wait till Sunday morning because it's nine o'clock. The deadline for me is nine o'clock in the morning. So if I sleep in just a little bit, then that's it. You know, see, it's funny because I've only been out to the West Coast a couple of times, and I remember one time I went out there because I was I went to Anaheim. 
out in the city. Yeah, I live very close to Anaheim. Mm-hmm. Okay, so if I ever do that again, I got to make sure I get in contact with you. So. Oh, you absolutely, Johnny, absolutely, yes. You have to let me yeah. know. We'll get together for sure. No yeah. question. Yep. But what was funny, I had woke up, and it was like 9 in the morning, but I was out there, and at the time, I forgot I was out there, and I was like, okay, I know the Michigan game comes on at noon. I'm like, why is it on at 9 o'clock in the morning? And then I was like, wait a minute, you're on the West Coast. That's why. Mm-hmm. I know. I it's mean, uh, t- 10 a.m. Like, football is a okay. joy out here, by the way. <laughs> it's 10 a.m. football is a norm. It's not the exception here. You know, so it's – uh. And it, it, it's good. Like I, I like the early hockey games too. I like the nine a.m., ten a.m. hockey games. And sometimes I should say. Yeah. No, no but, but but like I said, because then once I get out there, then I got used to it. Because it normally takes me like a few hours. Thing is, I never adjust whatever like whatever time. Like my, my phone might do it, but if I have a watch on, I never adjust the watch. Because I'm like, I'm mm-hmm. keeping it on my regular New York time. So I can always look at it and be like, okay, well, the watch says 12 o'clock. Okay, I know it's 9 o'clock. Okay, it's mm-hmm. 9 o'clock. I know it's 6 o'clock. But I never take my stuff off that time. So that's when, when I get back to the East Coast, I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm fine. So <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> see, I've only been to the, uh, the West Coast uh, three times. I, one time I went out to Anaheim for a Yankee series. I went to hey, Seattle. Yeah. I went to Seattle for Yankee series, and then wow. uh, one of my friends had a bachelor party out in Vegas, and so those are the only three times I've actually been out west. Wow, man, you got to make it out here, Johnny. Yeah, but well, see, I'm I'm, I'm thinking now that uh, it seems like all the numbers are going down, every everything might go back to try to do some of my uh, sports trips again. So Good. Yeah. Because I, I haven't done a, any kind of sports trip now in about three, four years now. And I'm like, I'm like, yeah, this is kind of weird. <laughs> yeah. It, re- I, it really, really is. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, 60 seconds in the live portion of the show. If you're listening out there, thank you for joining us. Everyone couldn't do without you guys. It was it was really you know the fun show as always. It's always you know it's been a it's been a trying week for me personally, but we got it in and you know so uh, that yeah. that's, that's oh absolutely so absolutely so but other than that you know it's it, it, we got it in and and we're, we're off and running. So I'm not, no matter what the league always finds a way to to get it done. I mean, absolutely. We may not always agree about how to do it, but hey, it still gets done. Oh yeah, it's like you said. I mean, you know, even with this RFA thing, you know, I had, you know, I, I, we all had our little disagreements and their little quirks, and but you know, you you come to you come to resolutions on it. You know, you kind of look it over, and you know, absolutely, it, it was perfectly fine. Hold on one second, guys. I think I, I have to take a phone call here real quick, okay? so Okay, no problem. You could stay here. Uh, talk amongst yourselves for a bit. I'll be right back. Sorry, guys. I got to take it. Okay. What's going on, Johnny? All right, wait. Who's this? Um, Dan. Oh, hey. Okay, no. 
I I didn't realize it, realize that you were actually still on. So yeah, I, yeah. Uh, didn't really have much to add. So, but I was, oh okay. That's still no on problem. The line. Uh, you still follow the Knicks real well? Yeah, no, I, I still have season tickets. I mean, they're really pissing me off, but I'm like, hey, you know what? I yeah. thought last year was somewhat of a fluke, and unfortunately, a lot of people were mad at me when I said it, and I'm like, well, unfortunately, they proved me right. I'm like, I would have loved for them to prove me wrong, but they didn't. <laughs> Well, I mean, Randall was playing in a contract year, so he uh, he just really balled out. And now that the contract is there, um, you're seeing a different Randall. Not that that was the reason. I'm just saying that it always is funny how that seems to go. Yeah, and then and after all these years, and, and you've heard how uh, fans are on New York players, I'm like, you really – thought now you could come because you had your had your good year and then you'd be like oh yeah this year now you won't be mad at the fans i'm like you really want to challenge the fans and you think you're going to win that yeah you might be making the money but in the end be like you know what get me out of here i, I can't deal with these people <laughs> so then he so then he walked back some of your comments but see i'm like see the fact that you made the comments i'm like nick fans no, that would not be uh, forgotten. So they're they're a tough fan base, you know. I mean, I mean, guys, I'm back. I'm sorry, I got a semi, I got a semi emergency to handle here, but feel free to amongst yourselves. I'll keep this going for a bit, okay? I'll check it with you. Okay, all right. Okay. Um. So, I I mean, with New York, it's a. Uh, it's a really tough. It's a really tough market, and the fans have really big expectations because they've seen a lot of good things from their teams. Yeah. Um, and um, you know, you a lot of you, the best players that have been in New York have the toughest skin because they can handle um, the criticism from. Uh, the fan base and all the personalities that are there. So it's a big challenge, but, you know, it's like Kimball Walker is facing it right now, unfortunately, you know. I mean, yeah, he's, re- he's really struggled. Um, he sure as hell didn't when he went back to Charlotte. Okay. <laughs> 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 I'm a... I'm a Hornet season ticket holder, so I went with a buddy of mine that I knew from uh, Disney when I worked at Disney. He came up, and he's a big Knicks fan. So, um, yeah, we had we had a good time with that. Um, and oh, okay. Kimball Kimball Walker whooped our ass, but <laughs> Hornets uh, took care of business, but. They're another enigma. I went to a game tonight, and they beat the Spurs. But you know, I, I, I don't, I don't know. They, they don't have somebody like um, uh, Mitchell Robinson, like a like a big guy that can create presence down low, so everybody drives 
on us and kicks our ass there. So it's just going to be a challenge for them. Um, but yeah, um, it was it was fun and uh, it's it's cool seeing Lamelo Ball, you know, just coming to his own, him his own. Yeah. And, uh, really, the challenge with Lamelo Ball now is he plays too fast in his head. He plays really fast in his head, and he he needs to trust his work and go at a slower pace because he makes a lot of mistakes when he goes really fast. He take he either makes a bad pass or he takes a really stupid shot with like five seconds into the shot clock. Just still a really stupid shot that really you shouldn't take. But yeah, he'll learn it. He'll learn it. He's young. He's our future. But yeah, that's pretty much it. I don't want to take up too much time talking about my wonderful team. So, um, so, oh, no, no, no. See, in my, in my case, I have no, I have no problem problems with that. And then I'm thinking, because then that year season ticket holder, maybe next season, depending on when the Knicks are down there, maybe I can come down and maybe me and you, me and you are uh, goat. Johnny, that would be great, man. You know, um, I would enjoy that very much. Um, Knicks usually play about a couple games. They actually play here in like two or three weeks. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, I would, I would very much, I very much invite that. And like Brian said, with in California, you, you know, just just message me and know. And I'll yeah. uh, work and make it happen. Okay, yeah, because of why? Because I guess I guess you can tell I have no problems going to travel uh, travel to, to see my team. So, in mm-hmm. fact, that's probably the only reason why I've been to probably different parts of the country. Because, like in the case of the Yankees, I've seen them. Let's see, let's see, Anaheim, Seattle, Cleveland, Detroit, Atlanta, Washington. Um. Philadelphia, wait, no, I haven't seen a Philadelphia. I've been to Philadelphia, but um, I'm missing. I'm missing at least one city right now. I can't think of it, but I know I'm missing at least one. But as you can see, I'll go. I have no problems going go travel to see my teams. So yeah, and then, you know, I've been thinking about that also. So yeah, that's that's really cool that you're doing it. What I've been thinking about doing so you've done it yeah and then no it's interesting because like it's when you go to different parts of the country and see see things things that you're so used to like from a sports perspective or anything go somewhere else and be like oh really huh okay so not everyone thinks about the yankees in the way that the meet like like how it's portrayed like on the on the sports shows i'm like because right. I've been some places, and some people, are, I could care less about what the Yankees do. I'm like, they're like, I, I just came because the Yankees were here, and I just want to see what it's all about. And I'm like, really? I'm like, what? You, if you listen to the sports shows, they'd be like, oh yeah, everyone just hates them, and they just want. To, I'm like, okay, so 
it's really weird. Like like I said, when I go travel, you get to see so many different perspectives on things. I'm like, okay, so this is what it's really about. So, and not and that I enjoy because just like when people they they be like, wow, you a Yankee fan? And you're like, you're nothing like we expect them. Like, well, again, that's also the misconception. Despite what people say, we're not all jerks, even though everyone seems to have that opinion about Yankee fans. But I'm like, hey, you have to meet different people, and then when you meet them, be like, wow, nothing like I expected. Oh, exactly. You know, but that's that's what the media. Oh, Cleveland. That's the other one. I don't know if I mentioned Cleveland was the other spot. Oh, okay. I've been there a couple of times too to see see the Yankees. Okay, yeah, so you got to see the Indians at, um, I think it used to be Jacobs Field. I don't know the name of it now. Yeah, it's, um, it's for um, Progressive now. Yeah, Progressive Field. A co-worker yeah. of mine is a Cleveland Indian or Cleveland Guardians fan. Blech. Oh, yeah, you know, now that you said, yeah, I, I you said they're not the Indians anymore. The, the Guardians. The Guardians. Okay. Yeah. You know, it's uh, honestly with with that point. You know, it's 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 like, for example, you know when they. I know this is going to another topic, but it's it's the same thing. Um, so, like, when um, the riots and all that stuff was happening and um, they were they were making it out, like, every town, every place and every town was, like, uh, Kenosha. Like, yeah. like, you walk outside and you're, you're in a racial battle, and that's just not the case. And it's that's just what the media does. Like, the media wants you to think that everybody hates the New York Yankees everywhere you go. Just like the media at that time wanted to paint a picture that everywhere, everywhere, every city is like Kenosha. And it's just not the case. You know, we just go walk outside and are friendly with each other. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, it's yeah, but just see, weird. It's one of the yeah, but see, it's one thing I, I also tell a, a lot a lot of people that a lot of people don't do, because like with me, well, I've been so disgusted with basically the media, I really don't watch any of the news shows. But like I tell people, I'm like, if you really want to see what's going on, you need to watch Fox News, you need to watch MSNBC, and you need to watch CNN. You need to watch it for yourself. You can't let the people on those networks it. Because if you only follow one network, yeah, they're going to tell you what I exactly agree. And then they will edit other networks stuff and put it on. Because I've seen each network do that. I'm like, you know what? I saw that segment when it actually happened. The way you guys just presented it is not exactly what happened. But see, exactly. when, people, when you only look at that network, that's what you see. And I'm like, that's how they get you. And I keep telling people all the time because it's funny – I can walk in somewhere and 
depending on what news network it is, I'm like, I can identify people. And they're like, how do you know who that is? I'm like, because I take the time out and look for myself. I'm like, I'm not going to let whatever network you're watching dictate everything because they're going to lie to you, plain and simple. <laughs> and it's such a simple concept, but yet no more, a lot of people don't want to want to listen. I'm like, okay, whatever, that's you. Well, Johnny, that's, that's the art of that's the art of war, divide and conquer. So they've divided they've divided people into many different kinds of categories because they uh, what they what the the people that are truly running this world want is for nobody to hey, be I, on the same page. Yeah. They want nobody to be on the same page. It's easier to implement things when everybody is bickering at each other and not listening. You know what? It is really difficult sometimes to listen to CNN and all and MSNBC with Rachel Madcow. I mean, whatever her name is, Madow. I called her. I call her Rachel Madcow. But either way, the point is is you got to get that full education. Every, I always believe that the real truth is in the middle. It's, it's not on one side and it's not the other. The real answer is a collaboration between both thoughts. So, yeah. and, and see, that's the, not. Yeah, no. And what I was gonna say, and see, the problem is with that. Even though both sides, and this is something both sides are guilty of, I'm like, <laughs> what's happened is you let the people that are far right take over, and you let the people that are far left take over. And I'm like, in order, people that actually have common sense, no more want to listen to. And when someone with common sense actually tried to say something, everyone attacks them. I'm like, why are you listening to all the idiots that are too extreme? Because there are people on both sides that are just too extreme, and that's the biggest exactly. problem. I'm like, I'm like, you need to have the people that have the common sense to be like, you know what? We, you're not always going to get what you want. Compromise and try to work out something that works for everyone. But now it's like, no matter what side you're on, it's either everything we want or or we don't want to be bothered. I'm like, really. That's not why you were put in office, but I'm like, okay. Exactly. You know, it's. It, I, I mean, I mean, there's a lot of a lot of things financially that I am real good with as far as the Republican Party goes, but also there's other things like I believe in our infrastructure and the um, transportation needs to be monsterly um, updated because we're getting our ass kicked. And that's something that the democratic party is more of the side of. So I listen both sides. I come up to my own thoughts from, from there. And that's, and a lot of people don't do that. They just only to tune in to Fox news if they're a Republican or if they are a Democrat, they only listen to CNN, and that's the truth that they that they get. And it's and, and people get so emotional talking about politics instead of just sitting there 
and rationally having a amicable discussion. I know that people are not going to be happy with some people's thoughts, but you know what? That is the world we're we're in, and what and what we'll always be in. We all yeah. have different opinions, ma'am. We all want the same thing is to live a good life. It's just how yeah. we approach that. And see, I think one of the biggest problems is is twenty four hour news cycles because basically, if something let's say something happens at six o'clock uh, this morning today. You're going to hear that now for the, on the same loop for the next 24 hours. So it just gets stuck in your head, and it just gets to the point I'm like, we get it. This is what's going on. And then yeah. you get all the people that didn't, because if you think about it, with these, especially with the with the, um, the cable networks with their new stations, it's not the, in most cases for some of these people, it's not about trying to report the news. It's about trying to promote yourself and be like, look, I'm a star, I'm a celebrity. And I'm like, no, that's not what the job is at. That's not what the job is supposed to be. It's not supposed to for you to be like, oh, look at me. I'm so important. No, you're not. You're just a normal, you're just a person like everyone else. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, then you have to wait for, then when something bad happens, and then when people attack you for that, oh, I don't understand why people are attacking me. But, but I'm like, well, remember all the other crap? When other people are going through bad stuff, I'm like, well, life works itself out. Be like, you want to screw people over, and you you can get away with it for a long time, but you know what? It'll work itself back around, and you in the end you'll get screwed over bigger than what you did to other people. So that's why I'm mm-hmm. like, you know what? I I just try to stay true to myself. I try to always be open minded. I mean, there are times, there are times I'm gonna go off tangent, and I won't get it, and I get that, but. For the most part, I try to stay focused, and I just don't – because I just listen to a lot of times to what people say, and I'm like, really? That's what you really think or believe? I'm like, and yet, though, the same people that you're trying to bash, if you were in, in deep, dire help, need of help, they'd be like, oh, yeah, please help me. And then, then if that person would be like, wait. You did all this, now you want me to help you? And if they say, go fuck yourself, I'm like, you know what? I'm like, I can understand where they're coming from because I'm like, you brought it on yourself. It's, I'm not saying it's the right thing to do, but I'm like, I, I can understand it. Right. And, and you know, bringing it back to sports a little bit. Yeah. And I'm, and I'm glad that you're going and experiencing our new areas and seeing – how it really is, how things really are um, in these areas, because it's just it's just like stereotypes is one thing. Like like there's there's good in in politics. There's good and bad people on both sides. Everywhere, and yeah, everywhere, and in, and in sports. There are good fans and there are bad fans. They're in every fan base. And uh, the stereotype, like, I mean, I don't know what New York's football team you like, but um, Neither. I'm not. Well, 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 well actually, it, it's funny you brought that up because I was talking to one of my friends earlier. I'm like, 
the way I see it, there's only one New York football team, and that's Buffalo. I don't consider the other two teams New York teams. Yes, they're in New Jersey. But the thing is, when it comes to football, I'm a Cowboys fan, so. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. I remember now. Yeah. Um, And see, see, in the case of the Cowboys, again, that was me as growing up as a little boy. My father, who was from South Carolina, even though he moved to New York and and him, him and my mother had me when I was in New York, he was a Cowboys fan. I followed him, so that's how I I was a Cowboys fan. So, I mean, like for instance, like I despise the New York Jets, and that and that goes, I guess, with um, back in the day, I was a Marino fan, and I was like the Dolphins. Oh, okay. Yeah, so that happened there, but you know. Um, the yeah, point but for is the most they're, part, they're, didn't Marino get the best of the Jets more than the Jets got the best of him? No, oh, of course. The, the Jets, I mean, that goes with everybody. Most of the league got the better of the Jets <laughs> everywhere. Well, no, the Jets are, the Jets had their moments. I mean, I mean, they haven't had their biggest moments since 69, but still, they've had their moments. <laughs> yeah, the butt fumble. <laughs> oh, you mean the thing that because they won so many times, ESPN after you'd be like, you know what, we're going to retire this because it wins week after week. Remember when they used to have that thing where they would put some of the worst plays of whatever in the butt yeah. from, I forget how long it won, and they, they were like, look, we're just going to retire this because clearly, I guess they realized that's, that, uh, that play is never It would never lose. lose. I mean, it would it would never lose. You still there, Johnny? I, I, yeah, yeah, I'm saying no. I, I still thought it was the funniest thing, though. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. but I guess it's funny because I'm like, well, it doesn't involve my team. Because if it was my team, I'd be like, you know, I'm getting tired of this. <laughs> right. But when it's not, no, your I team, get I'm it. Like, oh yeah, it's so much. It's so funny. <laughs> I mean, my like, team. Now, and see, like now, oh, like when people see me wearing my cowboy stuff, they'd be like, "Oh, 14 seconds." I'm like, "Okay." I'm like, I can't argue it. I'm like, he he screwed up. I'm like, I I still look at that, and I'm like, but the funny part is, I wasn't even mad that they lost because, like I told my sister, they were in the first quarter, and I was just watching them. Like, oh, this game's over. My sister, like, it's in the first quarter. I'm like, I know my team. <laughs> I don't I'll sit here and I'll watch the whole game but I already know how this is gonna turn. I'm like, they'll do enough to make it interesting, have a chance to probably win it and screw it up. And then when it happened, she was like, Damn. She was like, You caught exactly what was gonna happen. I'm like Brian has that Brian has that same thing with the Bills. He yeah he senses when something bad's happening. And like I told them before, I'm like, hey, when they had their four-year run, hey, those first two years, I had their back. I'm like, those last two years, sorry, uh, I, I I had to deviate. I had to go the other way. <laughs> well, obviously, they were playing the Cowboys. Yeah, you had to. Yeah. 
Yeah, but mm-hmm. no, because we, we've talked about that, but because clearly back then we didn't know each other, but like, well, when we find out uh, what uh, teams we like, I'm like, yeah, I'm like, yeah, first two years I had you, last two years, nah. <laughs> yeah, that's that's just it's one of those remarkable things that have happened in sports that I I just don't know if it'll be ever replicated. And see the see the only thing I think that really sucks about about the whole thing with Buffalo, I'm like, if you think about it, they did something to this day no other team has actually done. They went the four straight. No team has ever gone the four straight. Correct. In fact, if I'm not mistaken, I don't think any team outside of Buffalo has gone to three straight. So I'm like, they've done something very unique. It's just that they get remembered in the wrong way. But I'm like, find me another team that can say, hey, we went to three or four straight Super Bowls. You've had teams win three Super Bowls in four years, but I think I, – I know for a fact that four is is definite, but I don't think – I think they're the only team to also do it three years. I uh, I really I really don't know off the top of my head. It's just something. Yeah, no, no. Now that I think about it, I have to check into that because I'm thinking the only teams that could have possibly could have done it would either have to be – the Patriots or the Cowboys, because I know when the Steelers won their four, they didn't do it. Like, they didn't do it four in a row, and that, and and then two, they lost to the Cowboys. They had never lost the Super Bowl, and remember, they lost to the Cowboys in the '90s. So I know in the '70s they didn't do it. And oh wait, no, no, no. I think Miami. No, I'm wrong. Miami went to three, three straight, but they didn't win three. I know they went undefeated one year. They lost to Dallas, the, I think, the year before. So, yeah. I, okay, yeah. No, so it has happened, but, yeah. So I, had to think about I, have, that. Your, I have your answer. Like, you, you said the Dolphins, and then we covered the Bills. Uh, New England did it, uh, 2016 to 2018. Oh, they actually did go three straight. Yes. Let me... Oh, okay, I missed that one. Okay. I, I, I thought there was a gap in between one of those their runs. Okay. Yeah, they um, they beat Atlanta, then they lost to the Eagles, and then they beat the Rams. Oh, see, I thought there was a gap between that. Okay. This this is darn remarkably that good because it's. It's so tough, especially in this new era where free agents uh, move around uh, to, to stay consistently back and forth. That's really unreal. Um, but yeah, well, with NASA, what do you, uh, who do you think? It's got a shot to win it all. What you talking about for the upcoming football season or NASA? Sorry, no, it was another. Oh, okay. I, I switched to NASA. Okay, sorry. All right, all right, all right. Well, right now I I would still say everything leans towards Vegas. Yeah, they they, seem, they got a really strong team. They seem to be balanced everywhere, and right now. 
that's probably I would lean towards. But this league is so weird. The fact that it's so obvious that it should be them almost kind of says it probably won't be them. <laughs> it's like many have said tonight. You know, you just have to get in, and then if you get hot, you get you get hot. You know, I mean, shoot. Uh, I mean, Peterborough's got like we just like we've mentioned. They got <laughs> Connor. Uh, McDavid, and then they got uh, gosh, uh, Ovechkin, they got Crosby now, they got Patrick Kane. These are guys that are well-polished guys that could yeah. just all of a sudden turn it on and just obliterate everyone in the playoffs. So you just you just don't know until you start getting into the playoffs. But you know, I mean, I mean, gosh. I... With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.